Welcome to the Crazy Chicken People podcast. If you're crazy about chickens, then you're in the right place. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for joining me again today. I've got a topic for this week's show that was inspired by a conversation I got into with a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. We were asking about what was new in each other's lives, and I mentioned that I started doing a podcast about raising chickens, and we kind of started down that path and what all that's like. And there was a few things he mentioned and asked about that reminded me just how many misconceptions there are about chickens. Mostly we talked about roosters. I had shown him a video I took of Batman taking the crickets from my hand and sharing them with the girls, the funny little sound that he makes to call them over. And he was asking about if roosters are as mean as he had heard, or if they were needed to get your hen to lay eggs. And I get it. If you don't raise chickens or think anything of them beyond just, you know, they produce the carton of eggs you grab at the grocery store, people probably just assume that some of these things they've heard are true. And there's a lot of these false ideas or myths out there, probably spread by people that really have no idea what they're talking about because they've never actually raised a chicken themselves or looked into the facts. So today we're going to talk about some of the different myths about chickens that have been floated out there recently and a few that have existed for centuries. But not just the common ones that we've probably all heard before or have maybe been asked by people who just don't know a lot about chickens, like my friend. We're going to dig a little bit deeper than that as we get into this list, and by the end, we'll figure out if there's any truth to some of these ideas that most people probably think are true, and some of the more obscure and longest-running myths that have ever existed. We'll even answer the age-old question, what did come first, the chicken or the egg? But we'll start by easing into it with some of the things that I think too many people probably believe and really annoy me as a person who cares so much for these amazing animals. The first couple being that chickens are just loud and dumb. Yes, it's true that a rooster's crow can echo out and be heard from quite a distance. And like just about any animal, humans included, there are some chickens that can lower that curve when it comes to their intelligence level. But that doesn't mean that these two myths are accurate. Chicken's intelligence has been well studied and documented over the years and really isn't even questionable at this point. There's multiple studies where chickens have demonstrated problem-solving skills, they've been seen figuring out how to navigate a maze, they can learn from their experience and adapt their behavior to new situations. And yes, many animals share these abilities, but chickens also form relationships, they communicate with each other, and it's all a part of this strong social structure that they live by. Chickens can remember the location of food or water, landmarks around their environment that help them to get around. Chickens even show emotional intelligence and can experience fear, excitement, stress. They even show empathy towards each other. And they can learn by observing the actions of other chickens. These abilities to learn from each other and interact on an emotional level places them higher on the animal intelligence charts than many mammals. In some areas, even having shown problem-solving skills that are on par with young children. As for being loud, I think roosters really get a bad rap. One that, unfortunately, has gotten them kicked out of many urban neighborhoods. 
And while that might not seem like a big deal, keep in mind that raising chickens as a sustainable food source was a common practice that fed many families not all that long ago. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of why it is we make laws that keep people from being able to provide for themselves rather than be leashed to a grocery store, but I will tell you that the reasoning behind it is pretty ridiculous in my opinion. A rooster's crow is typically around 80 to 90 decibels in range. At its peak, it can hit about 130 decibels for a second or two. Now that's with some chickens, but even that is about the max that you might hear, not the average. And this is really if you're measuring it right at the source. I'm no sound engineer, so I don't really know exactly what all that means. So let's compare it to some other sounds that would normally be heard in a neighborhood. A gas-powered lawnmower runs around 80 to 90 decibels. A pressure washer can hit 100. Weed eaters and leaf blowers are both in the high 90s. Even a juicer in your kitchen can run at 86. And a lot of motorcycles and even some cars can get over or well over 100 decibels. And do you know what all these things have in common? They're not illegal to own in a neighborhood. So, chickens being dumb, definitely a false myth. Being loud, I guess it depends on your definition of loud, but being so loud that they're actually illegal to own? That's one I could get deeper into if this was a show about weird government control tactics, but we're going to keep this one about chickens and move on to that next myth. That being that free-range eggs you get from the store are free-range. The term free-range, as it would apply to any eggs you buy in a grocery store, is regulated by the USDA and means that the eggs come from hens that have some access to the outdoors. It doesn't mean the hens actually get to go outdoors or that the space is more than a small fenced-off area. It's actually only required that each hen has access to two, that's two square feet of outdoor space. Not that they actually get to live in that wide open two square feet, but they've got access to it. Now, to be fair, there is some other requirements that go into the free range label, like a chicken always has to have access to food and water, but that sounds more just like living to me, and having a place to peck and scratch. And I guess that's where that two square feet comes in. There's also cage-free eggs you can buy. Now, you would think that that would be the same as free-range, but not the case. It just means that they all live in one big enclosure, which is packed in about as tightly as they can be fit, almost like one big cage. I do know that there's some farms where chickens are able to actually go out in free-range, tap access to large pastures that they're rotated on, and get to live a pretty good life but those are few and far between compared to the egg factories where producers can stick 50 chickens in a 10 by 10 enclosure and then sell their eggs as free range. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'm glad that consumers are starting to care about where those eggs come from and how the chickens that lay them are treated, but the information labels on food we buy can be misleading and unfortunately just become a way for large egg producers to charge more for a low quality product. So the idea that those eggs you're actually buying at the store are free range is mostly false. Now this one is, I mean, I don't even know what to say, but the idea that chickens are dangerous to humans. Okay, that's a little bit vague and I'm not a wordsmith, so I'll just read it directly from the CDC's website. Children under five years old should not touch poultry like chickens or ducks because these animals are likely to make them sick. No joke, that's right off the website. I'm not even sure this is a myth. I think I'd call it more of a weird scare tactic. Kind of like making it illegal to keep a rooster if you live close to other people. 
or that's what I would say if I thought there was some weird government agenda to control people, but I'm not going to go down that road. That's for a totally different kind of show. And obviously there should be some care taken to make sure that kids or adults don't get sick when handling animals. I would imagine you already know you should probably wash your hands at some point after holding or taking care of your flock. You should keep your chicken space clean. And the other common sense things that I think anyone would follow, whether it was with a dog, a cat, or a barnyard animal. I'm not here to say that anyone should just totally disregard the need to keep things sanitary. But I will say that I've never hesitated to let my kids or their friends hang out with the girls. I personally don't make a mad dash to the sink to wash up right after touching a chicken or collecting the eggs I don't wash. You know, some people really lose it over that one. I had somehow got accused of spreading chicken poop on my kids' pancakes by a Facebook user that disagreed with my egg storage practices. I'm not sure how he made that connection. Anyways, I can't say that the possibility of getting sick because you picked up something in the chicken yard doesn't exist. It does. So does the possibility of stabbing yourself in the eye with a pencil, but I don't need a government warning to keep me safe from that. So the idea that chickens are dangerous and can make people sick, I guess you can decide if that one's fact or fiction. Okay, one that's a bit more common among non-chicken keepers, and that is that brown eggs are healthier for you. This is actually pretty close to something I heard as a kid, which was that all eggs were laid brown and then bleached white before being sold. I totally believed that for a few years as we grew up, right up until the point that we ended up getting our own chickens. Now, obviously that's false. We all know that. The color of a chicken's eggshell has nothing to do with its nutrient content. And this isn't just a myth that's confined to brown eggs either. There's a lot of people who don't really believe the rumors about brown eggs, but still claim that green or blue eggs have lower cholesterol. The only difference in nutritional content between eggs would come from how the hens that laid those eggs were raised. Hens that eat a more natural diet and get to live a healthier life lay eggs that are healthier for us to eat. While chickens who live in cages are constantly sick and eat the cheapest possible thing that'll keep them laying, produce a less healthy egg. That is true. But shell color having anything to do with it is a myth. And unfortunately, it's one that's all too common since consumers are told very little about factory farming practices. And the information that is published about how good eggs actually are for you has been unclear at best. Okay, now on to one of the more obscure myths that may not be common anymore, at least not in most of the world. But at one time, it was believed that plucking a chicken's feathers and then tying that bird rear end first to a person's body over an open sore could cure something like the Black Plague. This was being practiced during the Dark Ages when the plague swept through a lot of Europe, but was actually started thousands of years earlier, back when the chicken, who was seen as one of the most majestic animals in the world, was thought to have the ability to cure all kinds of diseases, and even scare off the devil himself if he came knocking at your door. Although it was just the rooster that had this ability, so if you lived in an HOA back then, you were going to have to deal with the devil yourself. There was a lot of other medical uses that were attempted with chickens in a lot of different ways. In fact, the Ayam Samani, a chicken with completely black feathers, black skin, beak, comb, even their meat is dark, were believed to hold magical healing powers, especially in their blood, which, despite the myth, is not black. Even though these stories are cool, 
and I love the idea that my rooster is capable of scaring off the devil. There's just not any evidence that chickens can cure anything more than maybe an excess of time and money that you're struggling with. So as entertaining as some of those stories are, pretty sure they're all just a myth. And now for the oldest one. The idea that we don't know if the egg or the chicken came first. I know this is more of a philosophical question than a real one, but we do actually know how it went. We know the chicken originated somewhere in Southeast Asia right around 10,000 years ago or so, and that it's genetically tracked to having been bred from domesticated red jungle fowl. Some say that the gray jungle fowl also played into this, could very well be, but either way, there was no wild chickens to begin with. These wild jungle fowl were noticed by local farmers in the area, and they started collecting them, maybe using them for food, most likely for fighting in the beginning. And as time went on, they started keeping more of them and domesticating them. Now, we don't know exactly how long the fowl were being kept before chickens took over, but at some point, a genetic mutation occurred inside of a jungle fowl hen when hers and a rooster's genes mixed. Maybe this was due to inbreeding. That seems like a strong possibility. Or maybe this was just part of its evolution as it started to adapt to domestication. But when that hen laid that first fertilized egg, instead of a jungle fowl chick peeping out, it was a chicken that hatched. And whatever that little clutch of chicks looked like, it probably wasn't anything close to most chickens we see now. And since then, lots and lots of breeding experiments have produced the vast variety of chickens we've come to know. But it all started in that first batch of mutated eggs probably underneath a bush or maybe in the corner of a jungle farmer's modest manger where that first little chicken was born. I bet that farmer had no idea that what he probably thought was a bunch of deformed little chicks would eventually become a worldwide obsession. Thanks for hanging with me, guys. I know this episode didn't provide any help in caring for your chickens, but I really enjoy the history and the folklore of these animals a lot, so I hope you got a little bit of information and entertainment out of it. We'll get back to caring for our flocks next week. Until then, take care.